Okay. So we're starting a new section, which is section three, which is in some ways a sigh of relief. We got to the more practical parts, or we're getting to the more practical parts. In some ways, it really is the antithesis of everything we were doing. Ravaran's whole mahalach is really to give you sedis, and to give foundations, and then really to allow one to build and develop them themselves. And to the extent that it gets practical, it almost like takes away from that. And it does take away from that. Once heard this shame of Volba. And other, other mashkichim probably have said a very similar thing. It's a, it's a yisoyed, which is very much relevant to what we're doing now, is that someone wants to say Zavolba. He gave a whole shmuz, and the the expected oysphere, he stopped before, before getting to it. Right? And then therefore come to diving every single day. No miss. Right? He didn't say that. That was he ended before that. So someone. I said, well, like, so he didn't say the point. He's like, that, that's exactly the point. Because if you say the point, then it comes all about this exact point, then everything else gets gets lost in in concept because it's just about it. So what did Volba say? He said, oh, you should come to every day. Very nice. Okay, that's very nice. But that, that wasn't the point, it wasn't the goal, it wasn't the focus. And that's very much what the, the danger when we focus on a point or get practice in, in a very sometimes simplistic way sometimes oversimplistic way it, it's, it's, it's a challenge in the, in the world of Ashkaf in the world of Musa in the, all those places is that one of the reasons we also don't, we don't Hashem doesn't tell us the schar for mitzvahs because you're saying it because of boxes and yeah, it's very nice yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I never heard that it's what it, it gives it. It's it's right, it away, right. Yeah. If Kadosh Baruch Hu asks them, there's no there's no there's no of tzimtzum like Kadosh Baruch Hu. That itself is mitzamsim it. We learn. I learned Masil's uh, in the first parak with the twelfth grade, and so one of the things we talk about at length is the yes, the what does Elam Haba look like? So everyone has their vision of Elam Haba, and you know, so either they heard about. Beautiful, grassy plains, big houses, like whatever the, the concept may look like, and it's exactly this. You know, this concept is that we're in a world of tzimtzum. We can't wrap our heads around something unless we can gather it and put it into very structured. Okay, a lot of grass, good. Big house, okay, that's good. Right, nice car, okay, that's good. That's all now. Now everything's fitting into this picture. Attack, okay, that's that's checkbox, okay. But if I can't put my Head around it, so then uh, I'm not sure like where to go from here. Call it right. Call it schar. I don't know what that means. Like, it's, it's, it's very, it's a, it's a beautiful taich. So that's really what part of the challenge in in the next chapters are. But the truth is that the foundations have really been the the first two sections. So these say this, they say this both first of the shaver levi you say, which is really the whole first section, and the second section, which really built around. The application of work and the chashivas of it, and the importance of it, where it fits into the realm of in Ashkafa, and that was with the second. And in this really next rest of the almost rest of the sefer, it's very much okay. Now, how does it look practically? How does it look like living in that world, living in this world, and being part of it, to connect into it? What's the practical aspect of it? And it does get into a lot of different practical, some very very detailed aspects, and some some more holistic. 
but certainly more and different than it's been till now. So it gives us a little bit of a segue into this first chapter. He says in the previous chapter we discussed about the concept of Yeshuvah Shleilam, which is spoke about the past few weeks. <coughs> Incredible concept is Yeshuvah Shleilam and the Hashivas of it and the importance of it and where it fits into the realm of what we're doing. Yeshivah Shleilam. The idea of, yeah. of well, creating, bettering right, the world right, as, a, as a place to contribute to, that we are contributing to Yeshiva Shalom. <clears throat> so he says that Sheva Levi is supposedly to be to, is supposed to be totally dedicated to Akash Baruch. That was the first chapter, first section, and operates outside the world of Derech Eretz. In the Mesim English Times, Sheva Levi would get the minimal housing and food it required. That was it. They were supported by, in the most basic of ways, the way it used to be in the days of old in Kailal. Right? The person got exactly what he needed, that's what he was satisfied with. That's what he lived with. The Chavetz Chaim is mostly of right, running a store and living with exactly that. That's not the way, as we'll see. Silver and Donuts, exactly. Silver and Donuts, she's open exactly. This is what he needs. He makes 100 donuts for the day, whatever he makes, and that's it, he's done. Right? So that's, that was Shaver Levy and Musik, that they were, had exactly what they need, and that was it. They were supported with the most minimal, really, of, of necessities, and that, that's all they were taken care of. And they were not, by design, they really had zero connection to the world of, of Gashmias. Right? More than necessary was beyond what they should be associated with. And that was very, very focused on Shaver Levy. The other side of, of the fence is everyone besides Shaver Levy. It's not the way we, we operate, we live. <coughs> so when a person becomes a member of Shifta Yeshur and the other Shvatim and enters the world of Darach Eretz, he enters the world of Kenyan. This kind of Kenyan is, is such a fascinating aside. He calls it, he first translates ownership and acquisition. That's what Kenyan by definition means. But the way he explains Kenyan is as follows. So he says, Kishmaruch is called Kenyan Shemayim Varetz. So Kainu doesn't mean that he just acquired. Kashbaruch didn't acquire anything. Kashbaruch is, is, is a Kainu Shemayim Varetz. means telling us something about Kashbaruch whose relationship, connection to this world. What is Kainu Shemayim Varetz talking about? Right? Simply so, I think in the Siddur that I use, in the Siddur, it says about he created the world. That's what it said, attaches Kenyan. Which also is not a correct translation. Kainu doesn't mean created. But I think that's the way Kainu is... is Translated, is he created? It's not. It doesn't mean created, right? So it's it's more than that. It's much deeper than that. So Ravaran gives a, a marshal. He says that the word kinyan we find in very much in the in the relationship of of marriage, right? Ishkainis, right? Zishtai, right? There's a concept of of kinyan. Kinyan does not mean ownership. Husband doesn't own his wife as much as some men want to think so. So there's no, no ownership, there's no, it's not, it's not a chafetz, doesn't belong to you, right? So what, what does Kenya mean in relationship to husband and wife? So the way it touches that, it says it refers to connection and extension. That means a wife is a, Ishtake Gufa is really this concept, a wife says, is a extension of her husband. That happens through Kenyan. When a husband is kona his wife, that means he creates a relationship 
Nefesh is an extension of him. That's what the, the concept of kin is all about. It says the word kana, right, is first is, is an the arm is referred to the kana, right? A reed, right? He says as an extension, right? When you extend something, so I use a kana to do something or to point to something. It's an extension of me. This this reed. That's what the concept of kin is. Hakadosh Baruch Hu, vis-a-vis the world, is Hakadosh Baruch Hu is kinei shemayim varetz. He is connected, which means it's the world is an extension of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Everything we see is all Hakadosh Baruch Hu's mukayim shalayla means that the world is mukayim because everything is Hakadosh Baruch Hu. This world we're looking at is all an extension of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And here's where he takes it to, to an incredible concept. We, as human beings, are, are in every aspect, and we, same way we saw, saw about Yeshiva Shalom. Yeshiva Shalom was really about imitating HaKadosh Baruch Hu, contributing, creating, doing, contri- right? all that was about the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu interacts with this world. We, our job and our mission is being Daimit HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Kashbaruch gave us the ability of Kenyan, which means to extend and expand ourselves beyond just our, our self. What does that mean? He gives a beautiful mashal. He says that there's a music of Shvisas Bamtai. Your animal is to work and not to work on Shabbos. It's a deraisa for your animal to work on Shabbos. Ato, Yeshtucha, in the Torah. So a person's animal works on Shabbos. It's a pella. How is it possible? Right? Animals don't have a mitzvah of Shabbos. There's no mitzvah of Shabbos than animal. Where does it come from? The whole mitzvah is, is a pella. He says beautifully. He says your possessions are an extension of you. It's true. Your animals don't have to keep Shabbos. An animal which belongs to a year to keep Shabbos. Because that's it's 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 you. It's an extension of you. I was thinking, he doesn't give this example, I was thinking Shemitah is, is a perfect, another example. Your field is an extension of you. <clears throat> and there's the Musig, and truth is that Shabbos in general, is that your possessions need to be Shavas, right? Grad, we don't hold the Shavas Kalim, which is, right, we don't hold the Halacha, but it's a Musig even of, even not the Halacha, of Shavas Kalim. Your Kalim have to rest. If to know what Basil argues on, right? Shvis is damned to everyone agrees to. Shvis is Kalim, that your that your car can't be going on Shabbos. Machlekes b'Shabbosil, we hold that smutter. But this is a mustig of your animals and your possessions having to rest on Shabbos. Why? Because they're an extension of you. He says another example, one step further. Gemara says by the Hemdeshol Tzadikim, Kashbrok is not even takala yodam. They a tzaddik's animals. Won't eat shreif. Won't eat shreif. Tevel, the most example, is other examples. Why? Because the name of a tzaddik is an extension of a tzaddik himself. And therefore, this animal has properties of, of, the, of the person himself. That's every Dover Gashmi is an extension of me. Someone told me this week, Mamish hit this. Exactly, say. 
So recently he moved into a <coughs> into a house and much space and 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 he said he, he feels like a, like a, like a his whole world changed. His whole world changed. He's like just and it, it's this music is that a person both owning a house on, on one level. Because I'll say that person has a house which he appreciates and likes it's, it, it expands his, his, his das his ability to be comfortable and, and connected to the world around him it's, it's a mitzias so mitzias that Kosh created us with <coughs> that we are expanded a person has, has, <coughs> has real estate <coughs> their self is expanded Got wider, it gets, it's it's more expansive. It's a mitzvah that Hashem created, and we'll see how that plays out lemaisa. But this is a mitzvah that <coughs> we can't ignore, and it very much defines our relationship with the the world of of possessions. And he says that it plays out in two ways, particularly. I'll go to each one at length. But two very important areas of Vedas Hashem, that the the world of acquiring, buying, <coughs> a relationship with with Gashmias applies to. He calls it integrity and custodianship. So try to explain each one. That's where the next you know, few chapters, just the, the basic concept. Then we'll see how that plays out Lamaisa. <clears throat> the first thing is integrity. Integrity is, is Pasha Yashras. Yashras. That there's a requirement if the world of Gashmi is an extension of us, it has to be done in a way which is appropriate. Yashar. If it's not, it, it's, it destroys the person. That means we often think of a person who doesn't not so honest in the way he conducts his business. So it's very easy to disassociate. Okay, that's um, it's me. And okay, in business, I'm like not so, you know, okay, but it's not, not, not one of the same. It doesn't really define who I am. And if you understand the word kinyan, possessions are an extension of you, it, it is one of the same. And it can't be separated. There's a maestro that I heard years ago from, Zev Cohen from Chicago. This is one of my rebellion for many years. And Tommy Maisa, which is an incredible Maisa, really defines this concept. So the, he's Rav now in Chicago, I think, about, I don't know, over 30 years. He said when he first started Rav Anas, this probably goes back at least 30 years ago, he said a woman called him with the following, Shiloh. She was being audited by the IRS. And they called her, and they wanted to order her. And she knew if she opened her books as they wanted her to, it would incriminate the front person who she did business with who wasn't acting exactly as he should have. So her child was, what should she do? She's in the catch-22. The IRS is ordering her. And if she opens her books the way she's supposed to and they wanted to, this formula will be incriminated. So does she try to hide it? What should she do? And she was scared to do that. She can get in trouble. That was her child. So she called Ray Cohen and he, he said he wants to discuss with Adam Gadol. He called him Schwab. And he called him Schwab and asked him Schwab the question. He said, This is from a woman, it's in a shul, it's being audited. And if she opens her books, 
It'll incriminate a firm person who wasn't doing things exactly as he uh, should have. <coughs> so Schwab hears the question and says, repeat the question. It's okay. This is the question again. He says, it's a fraud moment in my shul. She's being ordered by the IRS and they want to, to open her books. And if she does that, it'll incriminate a firm person she does business with. Schwab says, repeat, repeat the question. So Michael said, like, he wasn't sure, like, what was coming there. Like, you know, something was, was up. Like, Schwab heard the question the first two times. So he says, okay, so there's no choice. He repeats the question. This is a from woman in a show, ordered by the IRS. And if she opens the books, the incriminator from person. This is the word from Schwab. Being on the table, he heard across the phone. This is, you know, 100 miles away. He says, don't call him from. End of conversation. And he said that th- those words like resonated in his mind like forever, right? That R- R- Schwab was, was saying this this point, that the idea of a person being separate, I'm a firm person, I do things, I'm Shem Shabbos, I'm Shem Kashras, I do, but there's a Muslim that in certain areas, okay, it's a little bit not so uh, kosher v'yasher, the way Ryan is spending it, it can't exist. If if our possessions, our gashmias, like our kinyanim, are an extension of us, that means they very much go hand in hand. They are us. Now, we have to really how to <coughs> work through that relationship because it's complicated. If our possessions are us, do they define us? We'll get to that. That's what he gets through. But we, we can't disassociate the world of Gashmias that we're part of and, and particularly the things that we own, connect to, relate to as something in, independent of ourselves, right? So he says the first area, therefore, is the realm of Mishpat, honesty, integrity, and, and Estapkos. Puts them all together. And usually the first area is of restraint. Almost like of, of, of restraint, <coughs> holding back from doing things which are dishonest, holding back from doing things which are not exactly as they... As they, as they should be. <coughs> and it's time to in the world of, of Gashmi. If I allow it to be unchecked, so then it, it defines me as, as this is who I am. So that's the first area of our relationship with, with, with the physical possessions that we have. And the second, he says, it calls a nemonis. Nemonis sounds very similar. Nemonis is, is faithfulness, truthfulness. But he says, it deals with our, our attitude towards possessions that we have, which we'll get to much a little later on. And we'll get to that, explain what that means, this idea of nemonis. So, he gives a little bit of a background, and then we'll get into the specifics, which we'll show more next week, the week after. He says, before we talk about each of these specific areas of Avaidah, that number one, Mishpat, and nemonis, he first goes back to the concept of Kenyan. And he says, why do we have so difficulty with our desire to possess things? So we explain that kidney is the ability to extend and expand our very selves through our possessions. This in turn impels us to identify ourselves with our possessions. And accordingly, we must reluctant to let go of something that is ours. I think everyone on some level is a hoarder. Hoarding is, a, I think, a mental illness. But everyone on some level is a hoarder. We all have things that we attach to and we're like, it's hard. Right? Someone told me recently that 
he was moving. So he said that he had things of uh, many years of, of, of collectibles. So he said that he's, he's a, a Rav, and, and, and so his wife told him, he said that now that the Shmuz you give every year before Pesach, that don't let Pesach cleaning be spring cleaning, come back to haunt you. So he told his wife, he said, yeah, because I never thought we would move. So, like, he said, he said now we're, you know, they have 15, 20 years of possessions that they're trying to struggle through. So, every, see, Ravana's the thing where that comes from. It comes from because our possessions are an extension of ourself. That means, on some level, everything we have defines us. It's me. It's, it's, that's something that, that I, I am. That's, that's a part of me. <laughs> I heard once that you know, the the world of particularly the retail world you know, we think sometimes that they give very very um, lenient return policies and they return it no matter what you know they think they're probably idiots you know, like they return for any they're so much smarter than we are right? they hop and once you own it it's a, the chance of actually being returned are, are, are low and they know that they, it, that's, that's proven it's true people return things sometimes and they get burnt by certain people, but it weighs, it, it out, it's outweighed by all the... Third day of trials. Yeah, third trials, that, that's another example, right? And just, just try it, and, like, you know, and, and you'll, you'll always cancel. Right? What's pshat? It's mamash des yisoyed, is that we, things that we own, things that we possess, also become like, that, that's me. It's, that's, that's part of me. And like, cutting it off is like, Almost severing a part of ourselves when we have to we have to do that. He says, thus there are a few people that will put their lives in real danger to earn money. It's an incredible thing. Yet many of those same people would risk their lives to defend their possessions. Right? And a guy I knew who lived in California and he's about sure where he's only four years from. And he said he was driving home one day and he pulls into his garage and the guy's waiting there as he gets out with a gun in his hand, puts a gun to his hand, give me the Rolex. And he said it was a very, very hard decision. You know, he said it was, you know, he said it was, it was tough. It was tough. He gave it to him. He said, but, I, you know, I don't, he says, trust me, I thought twice. Right? I was always going to hit him. I was gonna, he said, but, you know, it's, it's my just thing that a person would, this is, this is me. I just, I, I, I bought it. I spent time on it. It becomes part, part, of, part of me. Now, this is a natural phenomenon. It's like, who created us this way. This idea of that a kinyanim or extension of ourselves is is not a, a bad thing. It's a reality. It's a musig. It's a it's a concept. Because the reason is that before you acquire something, it's not yours. It's not part of self. Once it acquires, it becomes part of a person themselves. And a person will fight, do anything to hold back someone from chopping off one of his limbs. So that's all he said. Bob Machteris, right? That a person terror is able to save the and the person will sometimes. He wanted to risk his life to, to protect, protect his possessions. Incredible thing. How could there not be any negative to this? So again, it's not about negative or positive. It's a, it's a reality. Obviously, we have to channel. That, that's what everything's talking about. Channeling it properly. It's a reality. Because who made it a reality. Yes. The things we own are part of, are part of us. That's what Kenya means. That, so it's a reality. Of course, it's, it's, it, it, it has a, essentially a very, very negative aspect. No, no, it's not bad. It's a negative. It's not. It's it's neither. It's a reality. It can be. But some people are. Able it can, of course, it can play out in a very negative way, right? right? That 
there's a voyage. The Chavetz Chaim. He says in the pasuk, "Ishlas Kadosh of Loiya." Chavetz Chaim says that Taichim pasuk is "Ishlas Kadosh of Loiya." Things related to the world of Kedusha, that's what really is yours. Everything else you have to see as not really mine. Me. Defines me. The Chavetz Chaim is saying this vart is that, it, it, in other words, naturally, those things are part of you. They define you. Your house, your car, your bank account, <coughs> because they're an extension of who you are. But if you allow that to be the definition of you, that's that's obvious, that, that's using this this concept and, and letting it destroy you. But if you don't realize that this is a mitzias of a being a human being, the way Kodesh created us, we're not understanding the relationship that we have with the world of Gashmias. There's a relationship here. And therefore, he says, this makes, and that's, that's the end of his last thing, he says, this makes our struggle with money and all its facets extremely challenging. It's not merely a desirable commodity the way, the way food may be. It's part of our identity. Emotionally, we do not think of a wealthy man as someone who possesses wealth. Rather, you picture wealth as a personal quality, much like intelligence, strength, or kindness. See a wealthy person, like, wow, this person, what does he have? He has some dollars in his bank, in his bank account, therefore what? Because naturally, we associate there's something to this person. It's funny that before you know the person's wealthy, just another schlepper in shul. Right, the guy's, you know what he's worth? Right, also like, well, like, you know, it's a, it's a different, right, LMI, it's because Mamish this concept that we define, <coughs> and it's, it's a Matthias. People are defined by what they have. And this makes, that's really where Varen's point is, it makes <coughs> the importance of our relationship with possessions to be so much more integral. If it's all just bad, you know, everything about Gashmias is just bad, just terrible, and just, just disassociate with it. That's that, that's so. First of all, it does, it does, it's not going to work, right? But the reason why it's not going to work is because Ba'etzim, there's a concept here which is a very deep relationship we have with our possessions and, and wanting it and extension by of, of ourselves, and that necessitates grappling and coming to a healthy relationship with with our possessions and with the world of Gashmias and how to approach it and where to approach it and when to approach it and in what fashion and where not to and that's going to be very, very it's it's tricky. It's tricky because of this concept. And without without this concept they're just okay, so just cut it off. And just do away with it. And and the truth is that living a world of total precious, right? Where a person cut himself off from the whole world of, of, of Gashmi is right is, is not the Mahalach that, that we associate with, not the Mahalach that we live with, not the Mahalach that we're taught, and it's not really the Mahalach which we don't which really finds itself very much in 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 a in as, as a goal, right? Mishnah Pirkevis Notwithstanding, arguing in the Mishnah, right? But Pashup Shat Rishem learned that Mishnah is the person has to be willing to learn Torah even when he has Pasim Al Teichal. That's that's the Shat of the Mishnah. So that's not saying this is the ideal lifestyle of a person to be managed cutting himself off. That's that's the nun. That's the monk, right? Mahalach, 
right? Cut off from all gashmi, no shaykhis, and that's, we don't believe in that. We don't live that way, right? So that's really where, because of this, what? They don't either. <laughs> but they claim to, right? So that's really the, the this this concept of a very much, I want to end over with one of what I just heard recently from Ryakov Weinberg Zetzal, incredible word. <clears throat> he said that there's a Mishnah we're all familiar with. How does that Mishnah fit with the concept of ambition? To be, ambi- to be ambitious. To want to move forward. To want to be successful. To want to go to the next level. To want to... Right? Should a person... Right, if you offer to raise, you should say, no, appreciate it, but... Uh, I'll smack the chalkai! Right? That's, where, where does that fit? Right? There's a Muslim of ambition. that Akash Baruch wants us to do things successfully and do things that move forward and accomplish it. Smech Mechalkai. What? I've taught the hard way. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, but that is your chelak. You have to accomplish your chelak. The only way to accomplish your chelak is by pushing forward. Mechalkai, the chelak. Can I hear? Mechalkai, the chelak. Mechalkai, the chelak. I hear. I hear. I hear. I hear. Mechalkai is including that also. Okay. Let me one shot. Sir Warmik said very interesting. He said that. Of course, Akash Baruch Hu wants, and part of the goal is to be ambitious, to be successful, to accomplish, and to do more, and go as far as we can, as we've Ravayan himself said a number of times. But, Smeach B'chalkoi is when it changes from a want to a need. It goes from a want to a need. That means, the moment it becomes that this is what I need to be comfortable with myself, and to be, to, then, I, then I'm defining myself. Then defining myself. It, it, oh, want the person should, yeah, that's ambitious. Person should want, and and again, we'll see how exactly it plays out in a practical way. To allow oneself and, and encourage oneself to be successful and to do things in a way which will will breed further success. That's all part of. But the moment it becomes self-defining, that it's that's what we said. The Chavos Chaim is right. That's what defines a person. So when I allow it to define me, it becomes a need. That's why they have to have <coughs> to be comfortable, to be comfortable with myself. Then at, at that point, it, it's it lost the man. Lost that. So this 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 chapter is a little tricky because it's it's about something which we almost associate with a negativity. Right, the acquirement of, of Gashmias. But there's a concept of where it fits into the world of that we live in, it's, that we can't divorce from it. It's very much an extension of ourself. It very much can be a defining aspect of who we are, which obviously is a problem when it, when it defines who we are. But how do we connect to it? How do we relate to it? That needs a lot of beer. And needs to be fully understood. So Weinberg's part is really giving some aspect of it, of of a not letting it take over and define and becoming a, a need. But as we'll see, there's many more details to it, which we'll see over the next um, couple of weeks when it gets to the first coast of Kenyan of, of integrity, and then you go to the next chapter deals with um, the second thing of 
Nemanis, which also each one is is a fascinating insight, as we'll see, Bezer Hashem. Shkoyach.